Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Starfish cast. My name is Nico. I'm the founder of Consensus Network, the first Bitcoin only publishing house. And this show is all about showcasing the many starfish that contribute to our work and help us spread the Bitcoin knowledge far and wide all across the globe. And today, Luke is going to be here, familiar maybe for you from Freedom Footprint, that is uh, Knut's One Home show. He's going to be interviewing me, asking questions about this show, asking questions about the Starfish organizational model. I'm not going to bore you anymore with those details. Let's welcome Luke. Luke, thank you for taking your time to interview me. I always like to talk about this stuff. I'm completely obsessed with it. So I'm just going to let you ask the questions and I'll be a reactive guest in this show. In the future shows, I'm, I'm going to be uh, hosting it. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, thanks, Nico, for bringing me on and letting me help to present you in the Starfish cast. Yeah, and uh, I, I've appreciated the opportunity to come and contribute to Consensus Network. So I'm sure you'll hear my story in Starfish cast one of these days. But for now, let's uh, let's talk about you, Nico. So can you tell us about yourself? and then about how consensus got started. Okay, so I'm by my fiat trade, I'm a construction engineer. I did about a 10 year career uh, in that. Thought that that was, that was the proper life, the proper thing to do, got my education, spent like 20 years in school, did all the things, checked all the boxes that you're supposed to as a, as a young guy, go, went to the military service and uh, went to the school got my degree, got a job and uh, everything was fine, except it wasn't like, in fact, not, not many things were fine in my life. I just didn't, uh, I refused to acknowledge it. I refused to address the actual problems. I wasn't really enjoying my life. I mean, I was numbing myself uh, with, uh, with the parties, alcohol, video games, whatever, to, to uh, kind of like take away the pain that I didn't really accept that it existed so i couldn't do anything about it and i watched this uh we um this movie called zeitgeist in 2009 that really uh shook me up because then i started to realize how truly fucked we are in in the world like the fiat money system i didn't really uh know anything about money at that time but i i, I could uh, recognize those issues that it caused the problem with the zeitgeist is that they don't really offer any solutions in that movie. Like the, the, the end of the movie is like a pie in the sky, socialist utopia. And I just couldn't buy it. I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. So I thought we're completely lost and we're, we're screwed. So I just uh, went back to my, my fiat life. Actually, I, uh, I was running the Bitcoin client in 2010. That's another longer story. And you know, there's, I, I've talked about this on multiple occasions, so I'm not going to included here. Let's just say that uh, I was curious about technology and uh, I did find about Bitcoin in 2010, run the client, but then I decided to finish my master's degree, go back to my fiat life and stop playing with magic internet money. So that was my choice then. And it continued to be my choice until 2017 when I actually took the time to read the Bitcoin white paper. And that's kind of like where my journey really started. Like I already exited fiat in a way in 2011 when I became a freedom maximalist. And that's something I also like to talk about. I went on, quit my fiat job and, and went on traveling for like 12 months, 13 months, and then tried to reintegrate to, to the fiat life. But I was unemployable at that point. Like I could not work for anybody. 
So I started my own company. It was still construction consultancy, but it was the first step. Uh, Bitcoin was in the uh, way back in the back burner. I didn't really think about that. So I was still thinking very much in fiat terms, but it was, it was the start. So 2017, I, I read the white paper and then uh, this whole fiat life, construction engineer life took a complete backseat in my life. Like I was utterly unable to focus on anything non-Bitcoin related or rather crypto related. Unfortunately, I did take that uh, shitcoin detour about a year in 2017, 2018, really expensive lesson. I'm sure many, many can relate. And in 2018, I, uh, I started uh, really ramping up on the education side, started uh, writing a lot of uh, articles, going to podcasts, making my own podcasts. Shout out to Rafa, who is also in Fo Freedom Footprint recently. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he made most of those videos with me and uh, really fueled my fire to, to do better in, in education of Bitcoin and Austrian economics. And, and to that end, also a shout out to Max Hillebrand. He was, he was one of the first uh, so-called consensus network contributors. We, we started as a, just a collective of uh, like-minded individuals making videos mostly and, and podcasts and talking about liberty, Austrian economics, Bitcoin, all that good stuff. And then I read Bitcoin Standard in 2018. And uh, as, a, as a Finnish guy, I figured, all right, uh, this is a high impact thing that I can do and I must do uh, because, you know, there's, there's not that many books available in Finnish about the topic. And mostly I wanted to kind of orangeville my dad, who is not that good in English. And I think this is, uh, this is something that drives a lot of the translators that come to work with us as well. So that's, that was, uh, that was the rationale and to be able to do that. I had to start a company. So that's when Consensus Network became official, you know, this uh, fiat entity. It's kind of like a, just a proxy, just a placeholder to be able to sign those fiat contracts and, and stuff. If I had my way, it would be completely uncooperated, Bitcoin based, but we're not there yet. So here we are. That was 2019, and and uh, we published the Finnish version in September 2019. Saifedian, by the way, huge shout out to him. He came to Finland to 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 the launch party. That was awesome. Had some reindeer, did some sauna. Uh, yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah, shout out to Knut Swanholm as well. His book was the second one, uh, Sovereignty Through Mathematics, and and uh, that that was the second book we did. And then things kind of got crazy and out of hand in. 2020, we, we started expanding internationally, which is something I, I didn't plan originally. I thought it's, uh, it's just a outreach program for, for Finnish, Finnish people to learn about Bitcoin. But then I realized that this, this concept, if I can make it work in Finland out of all the places, I can make it work anywhere. And I realized that the same demand for this kind of information exists everywhere. And I was right about that. And now we've expanded to we we have about 60 books in our in our library now so in in three about three years we've uh, more than doubled our library every year so really encouraging from from the the community the the new starfish that i like to talk about are, are joining in out of their own needs same way that i started and that's like i've never worked with such people in my fiat life like uh, the, this is this is it like i don't want to work 
with anybody except Bitcoiners because it's just so wonderful. Like you get you get all these inspirational talks, and nobody's asking for you know salary or anything. They just want to work on this because the kind of like the compensation we get is the reputational capital, the skill capital. And um, the network capital. So that's what consensus network is kind of about. It's just reaching out as as far as we can, and then later we can cash in that reputational network capital, hopefully. So that's kind of like the business model. But it was never about the money. It was always about making a difference. That's that's the thing that matters to me. Like I want the recognition, and I want to think that my great grandchildren will will hopefully look back and say like wow that uh, that guy uh, he did something meaningful that was that was really cool what he did that's my fantasy and that's that's what i'm working for i want to go back a little bit to the inspiration of all this the bitcoin standard can you talk just a little bit more about what specifically about that caused such an inspiration to start this project which has as you're describing become way more than what you originally intended but can you just talk a little bit more about what inspired that originally yeah so when i, I was actually listening this is as an audiobook uh, it's about 10 hours i uh, i didn't take a pause i was uh sitting in uh in yatkasari by the by the channel by the water and and just in the middle of the night I remember that exactly because in the in the Finnish Bitcoin standard book, you make a shout out to the Rohalati Canal, and I yes. happened to be living fifty meters away from that at the time when I first found it, and I think that's part of the serendipity how we ended up getting connected. But that's a story for another time. Continue. Yeah, right. So it was just like I would say that I already knew most of the stuff that was in the book. Like it was. Uh, more like solidifying and bridging the gaps and making the connections between all different things and the way cyphdm puts it puts those things in that book it was just mind-blowing to me uh the his writing style really spoke to me and what what is the most important thing about it is like uh, i was pretty well versed in bitcoin at that point already i was just maybe uh, expecting some kind of like a circle jerk book for bitcoiners toxic bitcoin maximalists but it was not that at all. It was a money book and Austrian economics book first and foremost. So what it did for me was was put me on a new on an edge of a new rabbit hole, which was the Austrian economics rabbit hole. So I started going through the references that he was using, Rothbard, Mises, all these great uh, economists. And uh, in 2019, I don't think I've ever read so many books in that year. Like I read Man, Economy, State. I read basically everything I could get my hands on from Rothbard, who is my my now maybe favorite or, uh, author. I mean, I, I don't think that guy wrote a, wrote a single bad book. Uh, if you want to get started on the Rothbard uh, rabbit hole, maybe you, you can start with the anatomy of state and what has government done with our money. Very short ones, but yeah, man economy state was uh, really the man, magnum opus of Rothbard that, that really uh, changed me. In, in 2019 and it was maybe even a more fundamental change than than simply learning about bitcoin maybe it's hard to say because they kind of like mesh together and obviously they are very complementary like bitcoin is just a logical logical step to the whole um, austrian uh, and free market 
libertarian view of the economics uh, economic system basically boils down to that all of this fiat economy is is based on this illusion of control of an, an understanding and knowledge of the market that cannot exist so so we have to deduct those and, and make those predictions entrepreneurial predictions from first principles it, it completely changed the way that i think and it's uh, rippling through my life every day still and thank you for cypedia for, for for doing that causing that because i mean that information has existed for decades and i can't believe the world is the way that it is with that information out there it's really appalling actually and, and really depressing when you think about it too much one thing that I want to do with Consensus Network is is to expand more to that side. Like I said earlier, that we're, we're the Bitcoin-only publishing house, which is true. But Bitcoin is not just the technology. It's not just this uh, crypto coin. It's a freedom technology. And it's adjacent to a lot of these other topics that I also want to touch. So in that sense, they're also bit, very much Bitcoin books. So I want to go to Austrian economics. I want to go to more like self-help books, anything basically that helps people to claim their sovereignty and freedom and, and just, uh, you know, let other people leave them alone. Like that's the only human right. The fundamental human right is to be left alone. There's no other. Like you've already got uh, choose life, Daniel Prince's book, right? That's exactly. The, yes. Name. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So that's kind of like an exit fiat book. And shout out to Daniel also, a uh, really, really good book. Highly recommend to anybody who's thinking about like, oh, but I have family and, you know, it will be nice to travel and go blah, blah. Stop making excuses. Like read that book. Like <laughs> Daniel has four kids. He can do it. You can do it. Like anybody can do it. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just a mind thing. Like people are so invested in the fiat life. And I understand, like I was invested in that 20 or almost 30 years of my life heavily invested in the fiat lie and to let go of that it's kind of like ego death like you gotta kill your past well not a lot of people are ready for that not a lot of people are ready to hear that everything you've learned is a lie it's your fault that you you fell for it <laughs> it's a harsh truth and it's never been in in the favor of the masses unfortunately yeah and i like the sound of that as a uh ongoing mission at consensus because there will always be more bitcoin books and i'm sure there will always be a space there for bitcoin books and good bitcoin content but the things that come outside of that uh, we've been having lots of conversations uh, sort of similar to this at freedom footprint where it's it's concepts that are things that really just fall in line either once you fall down the Bitcoin rabbit hole or you fall down the Bitcoin rabbit hole because you've been exploring these adjacent ideas. And I, I certainly think that's a natural next step. So makes total sense to me. So pulling this back just a little bit, can you maybe talk, talk us through the process of how this initial first translation got started, the Finnish Bitcoin standard? Right. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting story as well. It was uh, my idea originally, but I talked about it in the, like Bitcoin Telegram groups, and specifically I talked with uh, with Laura, who who is the who was the editor of that specific book. 
So it was just two of us in the beginning, like when we started and uh, we, we had this like uh, really uh, naive idea that we're just going to, oh, it's no big deal. Like uh, you do half, I do half and it's, it's going to be like a uh, maybe a couple months. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit more uh, complicated process than that uh, as it turned out. But luckily, uh, we didn't really have to, like we, we let people know that we're working on this and then people approached us like a huge shout out to Thomas Brandt, who is uh, one of our most accomplished Finnish translators, a machine, uh, if you will, like, uh, I can't believe how fast he can do really, uh, really good raw translations. He's been working on almost all the Finnish, I think all of the Finnish actually, uh, translations. So huge shout out to him. He, he called me, uh, he was, uh, trying to do it on his own, but I kind of beat him to it. So he joined the, joined the effort on consensus network. Uh, there was Tommy, uh, who did, who did basically the same thing, contacted me through, through, uh, telegram, wanted to work on the project. And there was Anita, uh, crypto granny, uh, who did the same thing. So none of these people were recruited. And, and that's true to this day. Like we don't recruit anybody. We don't have job interviews. We don't, well, we don't pay salary either. I mean, it's all voluntary. So people come to us and join the effort because they want to, like, they feel like this is the high impact work with their skill set that they can do. And if that's not the most beautiful thing about the, you know, human coexisting and cooperation and division of labor, I don't know what is like, it's, it's like, you know, Nash equilibrium, kind of like Bitcoin, really like Bitcoin is maybe the most pure manifestation of Nash equilibrium that we've ever seen. And it ripples through like uh, everything is Bitcoin. Like we are Bitcoiners are the quintessential starfish organization, right? I mean, there's no leader, there's no boss. It's just an organization of people that may seem to work chaotically, but somehow manages to produce wonderful extraordinary stuff out of their own own um, selfish needs and cooperating with other people with selfish needs it's just i mean you don't see this in the fiat world like if you're stuck in your your fiat grind this is by the way why i don't like the like stay humble and stack sets that's fiat mindset like what are you using to stack sets i mean of course you can stack sets by working and earning bitcoin but i think that's that's not the majority i think majority is stuck in the fiat life and uh, no offense, look, I know you're still stuck in fiat life. <laughs> and and uh, look, look, it's it's fine. Like I I totally get it. It makes sense if you have a good fiat job and you get uh, get a monthly salary and you can stack sets. Nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is that to be able to see the world that we all envision for our grandchildren, we have to do more. It can't be the final stop. Like you're still supporting the fiat system. So to be, to find these ways to actually work for Bitcoin, uh, even if you don't get paid right away, like you get paid in the reputational and skill capital that you can cash in later in other, other kinds of projects. Yeah, we can, we can do way more like stacking sats and staying humble. That's only, only the beginning. You've talked about the starfish concept now a couple of times, and I have a feeling that some people who might already be familiar with consensus might know what that means. But for those who might not be familiar with this concept, can you explain the starfish model? Certainly. I already have a reputation as the guy who counts shut up about starfish. Uh, and this goes back to 
early days when I started learning about Bitcoin, I read this book called uh, Starfish and Spider, The Unstoppable Power of Leaderless Organizations, which was written one year before Bitcoin 2008. Highly recommend that book, changed my life. Uh, it kind of made me realize that my leadership methods were very different from, from what you normally see in fiat life, like leading, leading from within, leading from the trenches rather than from an ivory tower or, or something like that. And there's more, more than that, like a starfish, if you think about it as an animal and, and contrast it with a, with a spider. If you uh, pull a leg of a spider, you severely uh, cripple it and, and cripple its ability to hunt prey and the leg won't grow back. If you take a leg of a starfish, the leg may grow uh, into a new starfish and the, uh, the original starfish will grow uh, a new, bigger mutant leg. So it's kind of like Hydra, kind of like Bitcoin as well. The attacks on the, on the organism only make it stronger because they prove that it needs to, needs to defend for these attacks. So in that sense, it, it's just like amazingly uncanny to Bitcoin, the, the whole starfish idea. That's why I started, I, I co-opted it when I started promoting it as the, the, the go-to model for this kind of educational enterprises. And it, it can work in many different enterprises. Like, for example, Amazon started as a starfish organization. I, I don't think a lot of people know that. There's others too, but the, the core principle is that uh, everybody is kind of like, there's, there's no uh, traditional leadership. There's hierarchy, sure. There's team leaders and, and there's like in, in, in consensus network, we have the management team and we have the, the, the lo uh, localization team editors who are kind of like managing their starfish or small starfish organization inside the organization. But it, it all happens organically because there's a need for that to happen. And these people who raise to the manager roles or any kind of roles do it organically. Like I said, there's no interview process. There's no job listings. Like we don't have job listings generally. Maybe we tried that once or twice, but uh, it didn't really work. Like it doesn't ro work for us. What works is that people approach us and then we'll just see where they fit in, invite them into a couple of Telegram groups and, and let them take it from there. And I like the fact that I don't have control over it. Like I wouldn't even, I couldn't even tell you how many people are working on consensus network projects. I couldn't tell you that. And I love it. Like I, that my, in my mind, in the future, the, the whole Starfish organization will be fully owned by the Starfish. And my role is going to be diminishing. Not that I would leave, ever leave the project because it's too important. Just that I don't want to be the single point of failure either. Like I want this collective of Starfish to, to thrive beyond what I am capable of. And I think it will. Yeah, great, uh, great setup. The starfish analogy is quite compelling, especially in terms of the the comparison to a spider and uh, being able to lose its leg and, and all this. It's quite interesting because it speaks to decentralization, but also resiliency, which is which is I think uh, important with the turbulent times we have in the world today. So, yeah, great analogy. Can you go into a little bit of detail about the mechanics and the, I suppose, the day-to-day -day of how one of these translation projects works? Sure. 
So we operate on purely free market principles. So this is something that I, I have to explain constantly, especially to authors that may have um, experience with traditional publishers that if, if they make a contract for some languages, then it will just happen at a set timeline. We don't quite work like that. What we do is uh, we publish in these groups, these uh, books that we can work on, and then we let the starfish pick on those. So for us, that signal, like whichever books get the get so-called get the most votes or, or most interest rather, they get made first. So for example, uh, Knut's books are, are quite popular, especially the 21 million, uh, everything divided by 21 million. Uh, it's rapidly becoming our second most published book, uh, right after Bitcoin standard. So kudos to Knut for writing a great book. Probably one reason is also that they're, they're not that long and they're not that difficult, uh, to read than some other books, maybe in, in Bitcoin, especially technical books. But the point is that we, we don't really tell the teams that, okay, here's a book now you have to do this because we can't really, we're not in a position to do that because everybody's a volunteer, right? So we just let them know that we can work on these books. What do you think? Like, what do you want to work for? And then usually people are like, oh yeah, I want to work on that book and I want to work on that book. So then we uh, break out another group for that specific language, that specific book. And then somebody takes charge, somebody becomes the editor, kind of like um, managing that team within and and that team has like these guidelines for uh, raw translation proofreading editing typesetting all of those are written written down so there's a protocol that you can follow but you can also modify like it's it's not set in stone like all we care about is end quality like as long as we ship top quality i don't really care how how people get there as long as they do and in terms of like uh contribution we we have a sheet for every translation project to track uh, who did what in which project and there's weighting like, uh, for example, proofreading has a lower weighting than raw translation or editing. Editing has the highest weighting because it's the most work. So if we reach and one day we do reach, we'll, we will reach the point when we actually start making money out of this, then uh, the starfish also will get paid based on their contribution that they set up and, and agreed upon uh, themselves. So I don't have a hand in that. And I, uh, all I do is provide the framework of, of this kind of like a starfish organization. And then the teams will modify it on their own and agree, come to consensus on their own. And that's kind of like the, the whole idea. And then that goes to all these starfish cells, like you now podcasting, uh, Luke here is, is in charge of that. So, um, and, and growing his own starfish network within the consensus network, just doing podcasts and, and videos. Yeah, it's it. Well, and then that part has been awesome, by the way, and uh, lots, of, lots of exciting things going on there. And in terms of kind of this, this translation part of it as well, uh, I guess the, the entire model has to be to a certain extent this way, because you need teams in every language and there's no way that you or someone else in the management team who doesn't speak certain target language is going to have any idea if the book is the, the right quality or not. So that there's a lot of trust placed into these teams to, to actually get it right. Right, exactly. And that's, that's why the incentives have to be correct 
And that's, that's actually a really good point that you bring out. And that's one reason why we use volunteers and not uh, professional translation agencies. Two reasons, actually. The, the first reason is the cost, of course. Like if we would start a professional team in every language, I, will, I mean, we'll, we'll be bankrupt in the, <laughs> within a couple of months. So uh, that's really expensive. The second and more important thing is the quality, the quality control. So if you have enthusiasts, Bitcoin enthusiasts who, who believe in, in the world that we're building for our grandchildren and they want to do their best, they want to give the book to their, their grandparents and parents to orange pill them, they're going to do the, the best they can uh, to, to make sure uh, that is, is, is the best possible translation. And I, honestly, I don't think, and also based on the feedback, I don't think anybody can do better better translations than we do uh, in Bitcoin books, because everybody who works for us is, is works with us is, is basically a, a Bitcoin maxi. It's the ideology that binds us together and, and the goal, the common goals. And also we have this thing that uh, I used to call the fresh eyes. So after a translation is done, it's the final quality control round. So we show it to a couple random, random Bitcoiners from that language region so they can read through it. And then we get confidence that, okay, this is good enough. We've only had like a couple, couple occasions when we had to pull a translation from production because it wasn't good enough. Most of it is like 90, 95% of it is, is top quality. So I'm really happy how, how this whole incentive model works. Like I only know English and Finnish, so obviously I, I wouldn't know any better, but I trust like, this is the funny thing about Bitcoin. It's a trustless protocol. That's what we like to say, right? But it somehow enables us to trust people more. So we are actually moving towards trust-based society, at least within the Bitcoiners. And that's, that's really something that is making me extremely optimistic about future. Fantastic. And translation isn't the only thing that's happening at consensus now right there's also publishing of original books there there, there was a couple already in the last uh, few years but that's becoming a bigger thing now right yeah we we actually just started with the uh, with Knut's book uh, everything divided by 21 million uh, last last year april so it's a it's a fresh thing like we still specialize very much in the localization uh of, of great bitcoin books but in terms of growth and especially revenue growth like if we want to start making money and we do want to start making money as well we are now expanding to original english works and, and we actually signed last year probably more than 10 of these uh original authors that are yet uh unpublished and and there's this year it's going to be crazy because there's going to be really cool original English books coming from consensus. And the best part is that we already have the translator network. So they're all going to be available really soon in other languages as well. Like for example, Knut's work, uh, Knut Swanholm is working on this uh, praxeology book, which I'm really excited about. And uh, it's almost finished by the way. Um, and, and that's going to be an outreach for normies how to learn how to think basically what I talked about before, what, what the, what the whole, uh, praxeology and Austrian uh, rabbit hole did to me. Uh, I want to do that to, to everybody in the world. And then the Knut's book is going to be great for that. Another book that is worth mentioning is uh, by Yoni Appleberg that I'm working currently really underrated Bitcoiner. Uh, you should definitely check him out. Yoniappleberg.com. 
His book is called Abundance Through Scarcity. Yeah, it's going to be one of the the big releases, original releases that we're going to do this year. I'm really excited about that as well. And there's a bunch of others, but yeah, you can you can tune into our Twitter uh, consensus N on on Twitter to stay up to date of what we're what we're planning or what we're releasing. And also, there's uh, there's going to be an update on the website. We're going to, like you said, we're going to expand way beyond just books. Right now, if you go to consensus.network, it's just a bookshop. But it's going to be a landing page where you can go into education, like kind of like this academy. Where we're collaborating with Emeralize, which is this great uh, lightning-based uh, learning platform. Uh, really excited about that. There's going to be a praxeology course based on Knut's book. And I think we're going to do other book-based courses as well there. Uh, maybe some Starfish courses, really exciting stuff. We're going to have a blog there. We're going to have a merch shop. And this is, by the way, from the original OG uh, Money Badger shop that I started in 2019. It was a little bit premature. I think I sold one coffee cup, but it was a Bitcoin sale, so <laughs> it wasn't a total loss, <laughs> but a good learning experience. There's going to be a merch shop. I'm looking forward to releasing this uh, book-based merch, author-based merch, maybe some book quotes and cool graphics. Uh, we're putting together like a proper creative team uh, because we've been kind of like all over the place and, and just uh, randomly tweeting and, and, you know, trying to gain some popularity. And we're slowly getting there and, and we're becoming a little bit more professional. Like I, I would say that we're like professional amateurs in, in publishing, but that's kind of like what also makes us super re resilient and we, we can just outlast the competition which is going to be interesting to see. Like we are completely revenue funded at the moment. We don't have any investor pressure and we, we basically do whatever we want and how the, how the starfish are going to evolve. It's a mystery to me as well. And I think that's, that's the strength of the organization. And there's no limit how far we can expand this like educational initiative. And as always from the beginning, the, the thesis of why I think this can be successful and why I think it will be successful is because it's, it's heavily tied to Bitcoin. And if we believe that Bitcoin is going to be successful, then that means, you know, as the Bitcoin number go up, also the number of people who are going to be interested in this knowledge will go up. So that's, that's the, that's the basic thesis. And that's, that's where we are right now. And that's what all you are also doing and very accomplished in with expanding our reach in the, with Freedom Footprint and a couple other shows. I think we have like, what, five five to seven different shows in the pipeline. Yeah, look forward to those. Something like that. And yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to getting all of this, uh, this going. And I guess, I think you've given a fantastic overview of how consensus works, what the Starfish model is like. So maybe one thing that might be relevant to anyone who's hearing this and it wants to get involved. What are the kind of skills that people would need to get involved with consensus in any of the capacities that you've mentioned? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't know how to how to really answer that. Like everybody has accumulated this kind of like specific skill set. Like if I think about myself, I'm I'm a generalist, so I can do almost. That's how basically the, the company started. I was doing everything myself: graphic design, typesetting and and uh, project management all of that i'm not a master of any of those fields but uh, my role is kind of like a catalyst 
So I know enough about everything to kind of like throw in ideas and, and catalyze the, the reaction out of the, the Starfish organization. That's my role. Some, some people there are like really experts in their field, like editing really good with English language or, or their own language. And, and you can tell because, uh, people take pride in their work and, and they know that they're good. And that just shows in, in how people act. And, uh, I guess it's something that I, I'm pretty good at picking, uh, picking up. Uh, so then all I have to do is kind of like nudge them in, in the correct direction that I think is right. And then just let them do their own thing. So I would say like, no matter what your skill set, specific skill set is, I think there's something that you can work on, even if it's a completely new field in, in education or, or some fringe topic that you're really obsessed with and good with just reach out and we'll, we'll see where, where you might fit. And, and that's, that's how we've been operating. And people are just, sometimes people send me their CVs. I don't really care too much about those. All I care about is, is the results and, and the fire that fuels, fuels you. So the first and foremost thing is you should be doing what you want to do, what you like the most. Like that's kind of like a cliche to say that, you know, when you do uh, something that you like, you never have to work. I like work. And I think having, uh, doing work, doing meaningful work is very different from having a job. Having a job is something that you go to convert your time into fiat coupons. I, I'm sure you can relate. Although you, I, I'm sure you also like your, uh, some people like their fiat job as well, but some people like, for example, for me, like, uh, I, I like construction. But it was still like, it was maybe not the thing that was really, uh, in tune with my specific skill set. So it was something I picked up th throughout my, um, my fiat education and, and life and kind of like indoctrinated myself into that role. Don't do that. Like, just be honest to yourself, like who you are, what do you, what are you good at? What do you like to do? And then just find a way to do meaningful work with your specific skill set, that that will be my uh, my advice. Yeah, I can add a little bit of kind of the experience of the the network in consensus network. I think that's a real thing to emphasize here because it's not just anymore about the localizations. That's amazing, but it's building so much more. As you say, there's the creative team. There's all these other projects going on that content work that we're doing right now to be able to build more audiovisual content for not just in English, but in other languages to enable that. That's entirely the the goal here. And so even in the short time I've, I've been involved for about six months, maybe uh, I, I've been inspired by the network itself and the things that I've been able to do, because as you say, you just kind of gave me something I could do that I enjoy and I ran with it. And so far that's been going pretty great and I enjoy every minute of it. So I think, uh, me as an example, yeah, just to be able to come here with, with a passion for Bitcoin as a good start, that would be good, but bringing something to the table, anything to the table and no matter where you're from in the world, I think that's the, the message, right? Is that uh, we're trying to spread this knowledge all over the world anywhere. So every little bit helps, right? 
Exactly. And and the only only thing I would uh, maybe correct there is that I can't give anybody anything like you, you have what you have and then you take it like you take what you what you want. And uh, yeah, if I can provide some guidance or some kind of a framework for to let people thrive, I don't see that as as giving something to people. It's more like a, a catalyzing effect. Like this is just like, you know, what do you think? This is what we have. This is what we built. And uh, do you like it? And what do you want to do? And then just take it from there and, and you have free hands. Connecting, growing and building together. It's very inspiring. I think this has been a great overview of what consensus is. Good introduction to you as well. And you're, you are in a bunch of uh, other podcasts and talking at further length about some of this stuff. So I think we'll maybe include some links for anyone who wants to get a little more information about your story and your background. Uh, you had a recent podcast uh, with uh, on John Vallis's show about the free Madeira, uh, everything get interesting going on there. You've been on Safe Beans podcast. So uh, lots more places to, uh, to find you to get a lo- little more information about you personally, but where would you like to send people who want to find out more about consensus, get involved, or just check out some good books? Well, of course, you can go to uh, bitcoinbook.shop, which redirects you to consensus.network. As I mentioned uh, soon this year, there's going to be a landing page on consensus.network and bitcoinbook.shop will probably direct directly to the shop that's happening. So yeah, check out our expanding library. Uh, follow us on Twitter, definitely consensus n. Uh, we also have forked the, the the Twitter in multiple languages like Spanish and uh, Dutch, Finnish. And this is also something great because people just pick up on it. Whoever wants to uh, promote those uh, specific language region books, uh, we, we have a consensus fr, which is French, consensus es, which is Spanish, and so on and so forth. So you can you can tune into those if you're if you're interested in those language regions. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Omnifin, um, double N at the end, both in Telegram and on Twitter. So my PMs are always open. Uh, you can also email me, Nico at consensus.network or work at consensus.network if you want to work with us. That's uh, that's a great way to get started. And usually what happens from there is uh, we're going to start a conversation on Telegram and then uh, I'll just uh, add you to all the relevant teams that I think that you can contribute in and uh, yeah, start start building from there. Wonderful. This has been a great overview, Nico. Thanks for this. And I think I'll hand it back to you for any closing thoughts and to end this episode one of the Starfish cast. Thank you, Luke. This was uh, really, it's a pleasure. There's a uh, few things in life that give me more pleasure than talking about uh, Bitcoin and Starfish organization with cool people. <laughs> so yeah, um, I like to talk about this stuff. It's important. And I want you guys to talk about this stuff. Any little bit helps talk about Bitcoin, talk about freedom, how important it is. When you go to your local coffee shop, ask them if they accept Bitcoin, even if they're going to be like, ah, bro, what are you talking about? Plant those seeds, send some Bitcoin to your, your friends and families, some even small sums to, to instill this idea that, you know, there's something that they need to be thinking about. It's baby steps. It's super early days. Still, sometimes we forget it in, when, when you're in Bitcoin Twitter and you think that tomorrow we're going to have Bitcoin standard and, and you know, we already won. 
but we're not there yet. Like there's plenty, plenty of work to do. Like the Bitcoin price uh, recently went up like what 10, 10, 15% people are going bananas over it. Calm down, get back to work. <laughs> it's not good enough to stay humble and stack sets. I mean, that's a start. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but it's a start. Uh, what I like to say is learn how to wield Bitcoin. And this is something that uh, um, I, maybe maybe there's going to be a podcast. I'm, I'm planning to write a book about it as well. The idea is to not only accumulate cash, but invest and, and use your Bitcoin to bring about the world that you want, want for your grandchildren. So, so that's wielding Bitcoin. And you can also check my article on Citadel 21. Uh, I wrote about this. Yeah. So hodling is great, but that's not going to cut it going forward. Like we have to build the, we have to build the moon. The moon is not just going to come to us because we sit on our stack, stack and, and keep holding. I mean, that's, that's something, but dead men can hold as, as we know, like you can take your keys to your grave and nothing has changed in the world. Like, is, is that what you want to do? And that's not what I want to do. That's not what I'm doing. And I want to see more people building. And that's, that's why I love bear markets actually, because it kills all the, uh, a lot of the buzz and, and all the noise. And so you have signal and that's what we try to be at consensus network, the, the lighthouse, the beacon and, and, you know, focus on, on the signal. And use your specific skill set to build something that you want to want to give uh, to the to your future offspring. Those are inspiring words and fantastic words to end on. I think the only last note that I will make is that Starfish Cast will be a regular series on the Consensus Network YouTube channel, and it will also be a podcast. You'll be able to find all that information at the Twitter accounts when we release and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So visit consensus.network or bitcoinbook.shop, plus all of the other places you'll find in the description. Anything else, Nico? That's it. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, keep wielding. <laughs>